today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Of course, what started off with a, uh, a bizarre weekend and, and late Friday, uh, Donald Trump announcing a temporary ban on Muslims uh, entering the country for 90 days. Not sure what that is going to accomplish after 90 days. And then, of course, uh, ending the weekend off with this tra- uh, tragedy coming out of Quebec City. It has been a bizarre weekend, to say the least. Let's bring in Raheel Raz, a Muslim-Canadian journalist, author, public speaker, media consultant, anti-racism activist, and with us now. Hello, Raheel. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for show. thank you for taking the time, Raheel. Uh, you know, today I just don't know what to say. I, I, I don't know what to react. What are your thoughts when you see what has happened over the course of the weekend, starting with the situation in the United States and then moving to what's happened in Quebec City? Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say as a Canadian that what has happened in Quebec City is extremely tragic and unfortunate. And our hearts and thoughts go out to the families of the victims. Uh, you know, this is something that is so unacceptable. Um, at the same time, when I speak of what's happening to the south of us, I'm not sure that there is a connection between the two, and we don't know that yet. So, uh, you know, there's already too much hysteria going on. There are knee-jerk reactions, name-calling, labels. Uh, we live in a democracy. People have a right, uh, you know, to elect a president, and they have a like right to protest, of course. But I think that um, somewhere along the line, uh, we have lost the balance in the conversation, uh, you know, the reason and the logic. And it's important to take a deep breath and step back and, uh, you know, look at this um, uh, properly and not uh, have uh, such a knee-jerk reaction to people who support or don't support. Um, you know, the the executive order, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is something which is uh, for the safety and security of the country. And every leader, uh, every president has the right to implement um, uh, programs that are for the safety and security of their land. So, um, you know, if we want to, to look at what other leaders have done, perhaps we can look at the previous ad- administration. Uh, President Obama embraced the drone program, and during his presidency, there were 563 strikes in Pakistan, Somalia, and Yemen, in which, according to one report, almost 800 civilians were killed. Uh, President Trump is not calling for killing of people. He's not even calling for a ban on all Muslims. You know, he's not politically correct. He's not afraid to say what he thinks, uh, as you know very well. If he wanted a complete ban on Muslims, he would have said this is a complete ban on Muslims. He's calling for a stoppage for 30 days or 90 days, three months, uh, which is a good time to sort out whatever internal issues, whatever problems with security and safety there exist. And it may not be a bad thing. In fact, I think that uh, Muslims should support this. They should work on this issue of saying, okay, let's see how we can make this country better, how we can uh, address the issue of a radical jihadist ideology. And that is something that exists not because I say so, but because it's out there. And it's a, a point that the previous administration would not even articulate leave alone, put any um, tools into place to address the issue. Fascinating, Raheel. Uh, I I think a lot of people are surprised by your reaction. So you don't necessarily think this is a bad thing. Do you think it's a good thing? 
I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. You know, I don't make any definitive statements on this because this is a work in progress. President Trump is a work in progress. So was this too much of a work in progress, like a bull in a China shop too, too hard? We wait watch, but on this particular issue of addressing the radical jihadist ideology, I am very much uh, there in support because, excuse me, <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, I am, um, I think it's a good thing because, as I said, this is causing terror within our countries. It's happened in Canada. It has happened to the south of us. Uh, Innocent lives have been taken. So if uh, a a ban or if this temporary moratorium is going to help uh, strengthen the borders of the country, uh, then why not? And, you know, we tend to have such a tunnel vision focus. We don't look at other countries of the world. Every country of the world takes measures to uh, strengthen their borders to keep out people. 16 Muslim countries don't allow allow Jews or Israelis to enter their country. We never see demonstrations on the street about that. Uh, people have killed in the name of my faith. Terrorists have killed innocent people. The same number of people didn't come out when in Syria... Assad was slaughtering his own people when Saddam was slaughtering, slaughtering his own people and the Kurds. So, you know, the double standards are a little confusing. Uh, yes, it's very good to live in a democracy and have an opinion and speak out, but let's keep the balance uh, of human rights, which uh, don't exist in many of the countries that the temporary ban has been implemented on. And this, uh, the number of countries or the names of the countries, by the way, were uh, suggested by President Obama uh, uh, originally. Uh, that being said, any attacks that have happened in the United States, uh, not people uh, from these countries, uh, is this an overreaction as far as a blanket statement in order uh, you know, to gain political points? Or, as you've suggested, is, is it time that the world needs... Uh, a leader with an iron fist that says, hey, we've got to stop this and we've got to get a, a handle on what is going on. But some would still say that this reaction over the weekend was was way too over the top. No, of course, people will say that. And, you know, many people do think it's over the top. But I personally think as someone who has been out in the field fighting radical Islamist ideology for the last 20 years, I have been looking for a we have been looking for a leader who will actually say what we have been saying and support our battle for the soul of Islam. It's uh, something that needs to be done. And unfortunately, it comes with its pain. It comes with its uh, problems. You know, everything is not perfect when you're trying to deal with something that has been implemented for the last eight years to the point where the extremists became so confident uh, that they were being appeased that, you know, they continued with their attacks. So I know that uh, this is considered a viral reaction by many people, a very strong reaction. But perhaps that is what we need. You know, we can't say for sure. You know, I'm not a visionary where I can say that this is the best thing that could ever happen. However, under the circumstances, it's not a bad thing. Um, It's something that needed to be done, and it's painful. You know, it's like pulling out a, a... uh, a wound that has been festering for so long that it has become really disgusting. Pulling it out is painful. What would be the next step then? How do you move past this? What happens in I 90, think in 90 days? I the next would be that uh, we would hope that uh, President Trump will actually call for a commission on which he will have 
reform-minded, progressive, liberal Muslims who are loyal to the countries in which we live and that we will sit around and strategize because there has never been a formal strategy on how to fight the jihadist ideology, which is very different from uh, terrorism. You know, terrorism is only a byproduct, byproduct of an ideology that has been promoted for almost 40 years now. So it's pretty well embedded. And for those of us who have been working in this field, we know how, uh, how evil it is. Um, we hope that he will ban the Muslim Brotherhood uh, and its organizations that actually promote a victim ideology amongst Muslims. And most importantly, I hope that Muslims will come together, American Muslims, Canadian Muslims, will actually start having a really much-needed dialogue about how we can be part of the solution, how we can help uh, you know, clear up some of this, this mucky stuff that has uh, existed for the last uh, so many years and how, how we can actually uh, put out our hand and say, okay, let's do this together. Uh, let's do this as citizens of a country uh, which we call home and let's do this for the future of our children and our grandchildren, which is why I do this work. Why, uh, what response are you getting? What feedback are you getting for your response to this issue? May, many, thought, many may think that this was not uh, the position that you would take. What yes, is the response? That's true, been? and they can uh, think away. <laughs> they have the freedom. <laughs> have I you heard? Have you heard? As I said, I'm used to labeling and name calling. This is nothing new for me. You know, I've always gone against the status quo. I'm not here to be popular. You know, um, somewhat like Mr. Trump, I say what I think. I'm not politically correct, but I look at the bigger picture and I'm looking at this future safety and security of our country. And I hope, actually, that our own prime minister and Canada will also take notice and also implement some uh, features about the kind of funding that is coming into our country from these terror-producing countries, about, uh, you know, this motion of Islamophobia, which actually suppresses free speech. Let's not forget that it is the frustration of those people who see what is happening but are muzzled from addressing it. Every citizen of every country has the right to question if there are people who are harming the country. They have a right to question an ideology that is uh, problematic. They have a right to question the safety and security of their country. They should never be called bigots or racists or Islamophobes. But unfortunately, in Canada, we have this problem. So people shut up, and that then is frustrating and it bubbles up and it mm. breaks open in a sometimes very, very negative manner. What about the response of countries like Germany or France or even the message that Prime Minister Trudeau tweeted? Well, yeah, they have a right to say whatever they want. But Germany and France, excuse me, look at what is happening in Europe. It's looking at Europe uh, where I was a couple of months ago. And, uh, and I thought, I hope this never happens to our country. Europe is so dark in terms of what is happening there. And it is exactly because of political correctness, not allowing people to address their fears, not dealing with the issue. And the government, of course, is culpable in this as well. You know, it's not just the blame on the extremists. It's those are people who have looked the other way when the extremists are promoting their subversive agendas. So all of us, Civil society, Muslims, non-Muslims, government, together, we need to be having this important conversation. But what are we doing? We are name-calling. But is Donald Trump that. having that conversation, Raheel, or is he just stopping all of it? You know, that's it. I no think more. that he is open to conversation. Yeah. And I'm hoping, as I said, it's only the first few days. Mm -hmm. We are waiting and watching. Uh, we don't know what will happen, but we would. We have put out feelers, and we are hoping that he will have that conversation. And if he 
knows what's good for him and what's good for the country. And if he wants to make a reasonable decision, then I think he will uh, reach out. I don't think he's worried about popularity. He's beyond that. Mm -hmm. But he certainly um, knows that there are people who are willing to work with him and who are willing to, uh, you know, have that conversation. So we hope that he will set up a commission in which there will be some strategies uh, that were never there for the last eight years. In fact, they couldn't even articulate the problem, leave alone deal with it. Uh, and then we start talking about how to solve the problem. And, of course, lots of people along the way are not going to be happy. But, uh, you know, is the deaths of innocent people in our country more important or popularity or, uh, you know, always being right? I don't know if I'm completely right, but, you know, this is what I feel. Oh. Uh, we're just about to end anyway. Uh, we'll leave Rahil Raza there, Muslim-Canadian journalist, author, and, of course, anti-racism activist and interfaith discussion leader. Rahil uh, Raza, Muslim-Canadian journalist, very surprised uh, by Rahil's reaction there. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.